Welcome to Raising Vibrant Kids. I'm your host, Rachel Blair. I hope that you'll join me on this podcasting adventure as we have deep conversations about raising vibrant kids. How can we raise children who are happy, healthy, authentic to themselves, and able to listen to their inner voices? And I truly believe that that's only possible when the parent is also vibrant, happy, and healthy. So this podcast is not only about your children, it's also about you. Let's dive in. So interviewing Hannah Forgy from Simply Slow Living in episode 29 really made me think of my own journey with minimalism or just really dealing with my stuff. I don't know that I'm necessarily classified as a minimalist. So I thought that I would share that with you and then also my insights from it. Now, I would say that our journey with stuff begins right when we're born, really, right? But my awareness of it did not fully begin until after I had had my second child. And I felt like the amount of stuff that we had was a problem. And it was really constraining my time, weighing me down and overwhelming me. And I can't remember the exact order of how things occurred. But I remember reading Marie Kondo's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up And then also watching the documentary by The Minimalists, and both of those very much affecting me. I think that was in 2015. So I've been on this journey, kind of becoming more aware of my stuff for about seven years now. And I'm going to be honest with you, I really thought that I would have figured it out by now (laughs) in terms of having less stuff and it really being manageable. But what I, the one of the insights that I have is basically that things need to continue to come in and out of our house, that there has to be a balance and a harmony of it. Because I think that this journey doesn't end really, honestly, until we croak, because you are going to continue to change, you're going to continue to want different things, your children are growing. And so as a parent, you're going to need new things within your house as well. So there is never a one and done like that. I I mean, I think that decluttering is an absolutely amazing practice and I totally encourage it. But I think that it's a practice that we have to continue to do within our life. So insight number one from my journey of becoming aware of more of the stuff around me is that if we don't release what is no longer serving us, then we actually will keep accumulating things within our house and it will become so full and so overwhelming. So having a practice in your life where you are releasing things either to other people that can use it or recycling it or even putting it in the trash can is a valuable practice to have. And I think that it mimics this harmony that nature models for us, this in and out, like as we take in food, we also have to put something out, right? As we drink water and it goes through our body, we also have to put something out. So as we bring things into our house, things also have to leave our house. Insight number two for me was that every item in your house requires something of you, your time to organize it, to dust it, to process it, or even to release it from your house. So for me, realizing that, that every item that I purchase and bring into my house is going to require more time from me, 
actually encourages me to not bring as much into my house. And I like to think of it that way, so that I'm not bringing a bunch of stuff in that then I have to release out. Insight number three for me was, do you control your material items or are your material items controlling you? And when I have too much stuff in my house and I'm having to take care of all of it, it is definitely controlling me. So for my personal preference, I like to have less stuff in my house so that I have more control over my time. But that is, you know, how do you want to create in your home? And if things really bring you joy, then they should be in your home. And if they, that's how you want to spend your time, then that's totally a choice, right? But for me, I didn't want to spend my time doing that. Insight number four was that all the objects in my house have a story around it that I've created. And maybe people in my family even have a different story around that object. And, you know, it also brings me emotions. Those objects can bring emotions, whether or not nostalgia or memories. They could bring joy. They could also bring feelings of guilt. Or maybe they bring you feelings of security and safety. So for example, I have this childhood furniture that my parents bought at a yard sale, but it's like very it's shabby chic um, engraved wood. And it meant so much to me to pass it down to my daughter. Now, my husband does not have the same nostalgia and feelings about it. And he doesn't love the furniture set. And so for him, he was like, it's just furniture, like we could get a new set for her and it would be better. So he has a different feeling about it. Now, I think it's an important thing to note that as we live with other people and to note that they also have different feelings around the objects. Even our kids have attachments to things. Like my daughter's torn up blanket doesn't mean much to me, but it provides her with comfort, a feeling of security and safety. And so, or some toy that I think that we should get rid of at this point, that means a lot to her and she really wants to keep it. But I'm sure that you have items like that in your house from maybe a wedding or a birth or tradition, right? Like things that you bring out at Christmas time or for birthdays or whatever holiday you celebrate, that you bring it out and it brings up the memories of that holiday for you and you get excited. Like I know my kids get excited when I bring those boxes out and it's like, oh, I can't believe these are here. Now, items can also induce feelings of guilt, though. Like if you think about the clothes that don't fit you anymore, that maybe, you know, you've gained weight, that that keeping those around or things that maybe make you feel overwhelmed or that you have a ton to do, that those items might also be in your house. Now, Marie Kondo and her book One of her things is to basically go throughout your house to do piles. She starts with clothes, and then I think she moves on to books, and then she kind of moves down a list of things that are from easy to hard, and it ends with the memorabilia stuff. But you basically touch each item and see if it brings you joy. And it was a great process. Like I got rid of a lot of stuff, and for like a year, I was totally touting her, and I was like, "You gotta go do what Maurice Kondo's book um, says." And I was, I think, I even mailed it to lots of people. And I will say that her folding method is absolutely amazing and has been life changing for me. So if you're interested in a good folding method where you can actually see your clothes, I highly suggest going and checking her out. I'll even put it. I think she has YouTube videos on it. I'll try to put it in the show notes. 
But after I did that, we did end up moving and we moved into a bigger house, <laughs> you guys. And you know what happens with, when you have more space, you fill it. And so, of course, I was like, oh, I'll just take in this and I'll take in that. And what minimalism people will say is that you rebounded, that you basically got rid of all this stuff and then you rebounded. And I rebounded hardcore after purging all of this stuff before our move. And then we moved into the bigger house. And then I had all these feelings of overwhelmment again. And I really had to dig deep this time and figure out why this was happening to me, which is insight number five. We have habits and patterns with our items, with our things that are from our family, our familial habits, and that you sometimes have to uncover in order to move through it. So that part of my journey has taken me to much more awareness of why do I do the things that I do and given me more of the ability to change it. Because when you can uncover your beliefs around your things, it gives you power. And it was interesting as I was purging my items and I was looking at like, why do I have this? Why did I buy this? And I could actually see that I had dreams around each thing. Like I had this huge container for lemonade or a drink to go on the porch. And I think you guys, it had come from this like crate and barrel catalog. And there's like a family on the porch drinking lemonade. And I hadn't bought it from crate and barrel, but it was still the idea that I wanted my family to drink lemonade on the porch, but I never made it. It never got used. And same, like we had this puppet theater and I had dreams of like having puppet shows with my kids, but they weren't into it. And, you know, I wanted it to be like sound of music. So insight number six, what I realized is that what we really want from our things is a feeling, a feeling from our items. So I wanted to feel connected to my family, whether or not it was drinking lemonade on the porch or doing these fun puppet shows. But what was so interesting was that having to negotiate all this extra stuff in our house was actually taking time away from my family, taking time away from me bonding with them and doing things with them because I was constantly dealing with our things. Insight number seven was that so many times too, that our worthiness is tied up in our possessions that we buy things just to feel worthy. Like I was saying, I wanted to feel connected to my children. We buy things to also feel like we're enough, whether or not it's cars or houses, maybe jewelry or the clothes that you wear. So if I think that if it's bringing you joy, that's one thing. But if you're bringing, buying things as a status symbol, that's a whole nother thing, right? The other thing that I'm coming to realize recently is that my beliefs around money are also intimately tied to my beliefs about things. And like, if I have a feeling of scarcity, then that plays into how I also interact with my things. And I'm sure that by now you're like, Rachel, why do deep insights about my things in my house even matter? What I would say is that it's part of creating. It's part of us creating the environment that we want, creating the feelings that we want, creating the life that we want. For me, having less stuff helps me to have more time, which is much more, uh, it's a more valuable resource to me right now with young children is to have time with them. And so for me right now, I thrive with less stuff. 
I've also found that I'm able to focus more, that I'm able to focus on the tasks at hand. When my house is a mess, I just, I can't function as well. And my kids can't function either. They also feel overwhelmed, which makes sense. Now, I will say that on this journey, I've definitely struggled with getting them to get rid of their things. So if you are looking to declutter your house and you want to get rid of the kids' items, I have found that it's hard, that it creates a sense of loss for some of my children. Not all of them. They all have a different relationship with items, which is also very interesting to see. That for one, getting rid of anything creates this huge pain, this huge loss, And for another one, it's very easy to let items go. Now, if you're a new parent listening to this and you have young children, I would highly encourage you to actually not bring as many toys into your house. I feel like I just brought so many toys in because it just seemed fun and it seemed like they were growing and they enjoyed it. But I think it became too much. And I don't think that your kids need that many things. What they really need are games that they can create with, toys that they can create with. And I found that my kids can even use sticks and rocks outside and that that is a satisfying game. And it's actually better because they can create things that that aren't fixed. And actually, I find that most of the like talking toys or toys that are much more fixed in character that my kids play with for like two days. They get excited for two days and then they don't play with them again because what they want to do is create their own world. They want to use it and change it up as well and have different games going. Also, kids grow up so quickly. And so the things that you buy for your infant, maybe they use it for four or six months. And then as they get older, they don't use that stuff anymore. So if you can buy things that they could use longer for long for longer years, that's also very helpful. Saves you money. You don't have as much stuff in your house. And I think Hannah's point about slow living is so great because when you make room on your calendar or you make room in your house and you release things that you no longer want to do or no longer want to take care of, in your house, then you actually can create room for the things that you really do want in your life, maybe for new adventures with your family. And if you are looking to declutter, I just want to share that the minimalists on their website have a game that is fun to play. It's a 30-day game. I've done it twice now. And you basically pick a partner to play it with. And the first day you get rid of one item and then the next day, two items, three, and it has to be out of your house by the end of the day. And you basically have to be accountable and whoever doesn't get do it kind of loses or whatever. But by the end of 30 days, you know, you're getting rid of 30, 30 items that day. But by the end, you've gotten rid of 465 things from your house. And it's a month. It's like very focused. And so I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I hope that this episode has given you something to ponder about your relationship with things and maybe increase some awareness, maybe made you think about it in a different way. I also think it's fun to think about our children and their items and how we can help them foster a healthy relationship with things. But let me leave you with some wishes. May you uncover your beliefs around your things and untie your worthiness from your possessions. If you are alive and here, you are a participating component in creation and you are worthy just by that alone. May you discover joy and harmony and clarity in your items. And may they light you up and help you live a well-lived life. 
Thank you so much for listening today. New episodes of Raising Vibrant Kids comes out every Friday. Please take time to subscribe to the show, rate and review it. Follow us on Instagram at Raising Vibrant Kids. Have a fabulous week. Remember, you are a gift to the world. Let your light shine bright today. <laughs>